Sha la 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 la. Uh huh. Yeah. It is that time again. To gather around as the boys strike up a conversation about all things hobby. Jermaine, Andrew, and Aaron, yeah. Cause we all just want some entertainment. Man, I hope this is entertaining. So come listen to the podcast with me. Rolling ones with the boys. Good evening and welcome back to the Hobby Roundtable. As per usual, you are joined you're joining your host, Aaron, and I am joined by Andrew and Jermaine. Say hello, lads. How we going? Good evening. Good evening. Um, if I sound a little bit nasalier, nasalier listeners, uh, that's because I have been sick as a dog. But, you know, as per life, hobby does continue, so we're going to smash out another episode here tonight and we'll hopefully inspire you to do some hobby of your own. I'm just going to jump straight right into new in the world of hobby. Uh, a bit of a hot topic. As the boys know, I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a closet Space Wolves fan. I know, shock horror. Hold your gasps. Hold your gasps. They've uh, we've got a latest offering if you're a Wolves fan um, from Forge World, and it has been hit with absolute mixed reviews. Um, lads, have you had a chance to see the new helmets for the Space Wolves? I have. All right. What do you think? Um, it literally just looks exactly the same as the. Can't remember what's called the normal Space Wolf box. With the wolf helmet that comes inside of that, I was like, okay. The old uh, 40k box where it has it in the Grey Hunters set, if I believe. Yeah, Grey Hunters, that's what I'm thinking of. Because yep. I was thinking of Lone Wolves, but yeah. Do you like it? Do you hate them? I'm 50-50. Like, I wouldn't go to, you know, say I'd hate it. But like, you know, they could have made it more inspiring. Jermaine? Mm. No, I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. Oh, right, it's everywhere. It's it's literally everywhere. I am. I actually like the head in there. There's a there's an unhelmeted head in there that I like. I'm like, oh, thank. I'm wondering if my um. My my non love because I, I didn't I didn't look at them and straight away thought to myself I have to buy these. These have to go on a whole bunch of my models. Um, I just. They they look very smooth. The, hel- the helmets, and I'm not sure if, if that's by design to kind of fit with the aesthetic of the of that mark of armor. But I was a bit hmm, hum and hara over it, so I'll, I'll probably only get the one, and that's mostly because of the individual head, because I think he looks pretty dope. So he'll be a character of some sort. Um, but the shoulder pads are fine. I, I don't mind the shoulder pads. They they've gone with that like um, more 30k wolf um, head. Because they're very, they're very different from the 40k. Um, so just the iconography of that. So I like that. So I'll chuck a bunch of those on mine. Um, but I won't. I don't. I'm not planning on having a lot of, um, of that mark of armor in my uh, Horus Heresy army anyway. So, uh, but for the ones I do, I'll, I'll just smash out some shoulder pads, and we will see about the, um, the helmets. I may s- sprinkle a couple of those extra Mick Wolfie. Mick Wolf helmets in there, but we'll we'll see. 
Um, other than that, from another offering from me is the we are finally getting the Leviathan Dreadnought. Uh, this has been released elsewhere in the world for a couple of weeks, but uh, due to shipping issues, people haven't been able to get their hands on it. So that's coming that's coming to our shores. So that's already up for pre-order. Um, switching away from Warhammer, got some offerings up for pre-order from the Star Wars Legion. So you can get uh, get your hand on little uh, little Goru and uh, Din Djarin. Um, so that's I'm sure that one will be a hot seller. Everyone loves that. Uh, the IG series Assassin's Droid, which was um, the one that looked after him, uh, little Goru, in the first season. Um, and then they've they've done some um, some new boxes. So they've done um, individual army boxes. So if you just wanted to collect an army rather than getting a starter set in both sides of the armies, um, these are so for the. Uh, the Clone War era, they've got the 501st with Anakin Skywalker. Um, you got the Separatist invasion with uh, General Grievous leading that mob. Um, you've got the... They've chosen the Battle of Hoth for the the other time... The further down timeline of the Star Wars. Um, so you can get the Echo Base Defenders um, led by Leia. And, or you can get the, um, the attackers, which would be the uh, Blizzard Force. Um, so that's led by... Old Darth himself. Um, so that, that's some pretty good stuff there. Um, what do you, uh, what do you, Andrew? What have you been keeping your eye on? You in the world of hobby? Just, just a little low key announcement. Oh, a low key announcement. Like, well, just because you know, obviously, most of our listeners are like us and are pretty nerds. The uh, the biggest fighting game tournament Evo is this weekend. It'll be wrapping up pretty soon. Just so you know, should mention that a little bit. Okay, it's okay. probably air quote esque. You know, not bad. But uh, I've been looking at uh, some new Marvel sets have finally arrived. Yes. Yep. I mean, the one I was most keen on by far is Gambit and Rogue comes in one set. And when I was younger, probably literally my two favorite characters in one set. Yeah. So being very keen on the uh, actually getting to see my favorite. X-Men characters evolved. The new... I'm going to gonna get this wrong. It's the new Batman miniature game 3rd edition. Yes. Is yes. up for pre-order. That looks amazing. There's a whole bunch of goodies coming out with that one. There's a, a, um, a revamped uh, Mr. Freeze set with that. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, I, I had a bit of a look at that one myself. That one That one looks pretty exciting. If I've got a... um. I've got a Gordon and just regular cop set for that game, um, just because, you know, right, there's only one Batman, so I didn't want to use Batman, I just wanted to use regular Joes to take down <laughs> crooks. Yeah, my, uh, one of my friends is like, oh, I've got one of those sets, I'll sell it to you cheap, like the older edition, I was like, yeah, I'll yep. give it a go. Apparently the models look amazing and everything, and I was like, alright, I'm keen, I actually cool quite like Batman, ways. so that's a, uh, you know, good insight for me, being the nerd I am. <laughs> um... Wouldn't be me if I didn't bring up a Games Workshop thing. The new oh, yeah. Kill Team Into the Dark has been announced. It's got Crute and Imperial Navy in it. Uh, personally, I think it's <coughs> a rich cough. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about it for me. It's an average cough. Yeah. Oh. Um, Jermaine, you in the world of hobby. What do you what what do you, what do you uh, what whisperings have you heard when you've been keeping you to the ground? Well, uh, listen to our old mates at the uh, Spiky Bits. Oh, okay. Um, the 
update from the fourth would be the GW reveal of the next battle tome for the books for Age of Sigma. Okay. Yep. Um, coming up. So there will be also a Faded Spring. We're looking at a death of night. Uh, death group. Sorry, Night Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Daughters of Cain. Yep. Uh, that's in spring. I need another one. Yep. <laughs> At <laughs> summer, we have the Chaos Battle Tome, which they've announced, and the Order of Battle Force almost. And got the glasses on. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, so more Battle Tomes is like, it's always nice, I guess. Um, I always found it hard when uh, when that when it, that first started up um, is trying to keep up with the battle times in Age of Sigma. It feels like they release so quickly that um, especially if you're daughters of Cain. Yeah, that you just um, uh, before I knew it, like because I only did I did some stormcast just to dip my toes in it. Before I knew it, I had like three or four battle times. I was just like, this is this is insane. Um, but yeah, I'm sure the the people that are really interested in that will will get some some joy out of that because you know it's always the power creep. Every time you get a new battle tome, something usually gets buffed. So I'm sure there's something to look forward to there. Um, well, ironically, can... lads, just after our last Fortnite one, uh, we got a big set of releases tonight. Um, the old coming soon to Lord of the Rings. We're gonna have some G Dub's gonna release some spoilers um, from their specialist game. So. Um, we, I might, or we might get together, um, maybe tomorrow in a couple of days and just add a little segment on to the end of this one. Um, and just what really excites us coming from that, because they usually give us a real good, good showing for the few months ahead. Um, anything else to add to this one, lads, or should we continue on? Well, have you guys done any hobby in the last two weeks? Oh, look, mate, I have, as, as previous me mentioned, I've been sick as a dog. The only thing I've done hobby-wise is pick up books. Um, <laughs> I've been picking up <laughs> books and reading them. I, um, I got really excited about our last chat on um, on Lord of the Rings that I, I had to stop myself from starting some fresh project for no apparent reason. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was looking for, in, for, for an excuse to start a new army. Um, yeah, look. <laughs> Luckily enough, I managed to, you know, maintain the faith and stay away from buying more models that I didn't need. But there are, yeah, there's some real nice things that I think I need to finish off in my own collection. Well, for those of you who don't know me, I have a lot of just new in box, just random stuff. And yeah, after the Lord of the Rings talk, it actually inspired me to actually open four of my clamshell boxes of the Dragon Cult Acolytes and Hot the damn. new characters for the Easterlings. And then I'm aiming later this week to actually open the Dragon Emperor. Because he's oh, like okay. 60 parts by himself. I was like, no, I'm going to do him all separate and wash him and try and build it. See how we go. 60 parts. That is, um, that's a lot. There's so many. Just that is a crazy, crazy amount of parts. Well, I'm sure that will be... um. I don't know. Maybe you close out the project with that one. I mean, I'd like to at least get it built so I can actually try and have a game with it. Or half enough built enough so I can take it and have a game with it. Yeah. I, like, 
Apart from playing a little, like, 250-point game, that would have been about a month and a half ago, and then before that was about a 450-point game. Yep. Um, apart from the last tournament I was in July last year, yeah, which was 800 points, I have not played actual Lord of the Rings for that long, and it's making me sad. Yeah, that's a hot minute. That's all right. Well, um, I'm sure we'll have to work out something. Sure, we can work out a game or two. For sure, uh, I'll have to update my. Um, I'll have to get some terrain. Gilgalad, tick. There's your list. Got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done. You can't beat that, mate. All right. G lad comes at you strong and with a spear. All right, Jermaine. Anything else to offer? No, no. Oh, actually, no. Speaking of what tonight cast is going to be about. Uh, there is also the release coming up for new bundle box as a rumour for Age of Sigma. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, the, yeah, the first box is said to be Gloom Spite Gits versus Beasts of Chaos. Um, apparently right. going to be full of new minis, so be on the lookout. Yeah, right. Um, usually they use that as a fresh opportunity to um, rebox a couple of things. Um, and then you usually get like a special character in each one of the, the groups and perhaps an updated model or two. But yeah, that's, that's, um, we shall see, I guess. That's a, that's a hot ticket. All right. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be back with the main segment. Welcome back to the Meat and Potatoes, otherwise known as the main segment. Today we're going to talk a little Warhammer fantasy. The old, old world. Um, I really, really like the old world. Um, I'm a big fan of of all the all the work they did with the lore, and, but it, it took me a while to, to cross over into it. Uh, regrettably, because um, by the time I think I was all the way in, um, wasn't a year or two straight after that that they uh, they crushed it all. Um, how about we start with uh, favorite character and faction? Um, J Man, load us up. Favorite faction and your favorite character. Well, with my choice, yeah, as it is now called the Grand Alliance, I am a follower of death because there's. The three things okay. that are certain in life, taxes, life, and death. And what about the nice. old world? Actually, I know you used to collect vampires. This is true, yes. I, my original Warhammer fantasy army was vampire. I also dabbled in the... Uh, the uh, sorry, the Tomb Kings. Yep. Um, which obviously, once it came to end times, when the all that started, um, led me to Nah Nagash and the, the Alliance of Death. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to hand a dust something. You just want to absolutely cheat. All right. No, I get it. Um, Andrew, old world, favorite faction. I mean, it obviously has to be what elves. Wood elves, the yep. prancy wood elves. All right, uh, why? <laughs> why? I don't have anything funny to say, really. I just 
<laughs> in most really like them. Yeah, in, in most lore stuff, I always favor elves over literally everything. I like their pointy ears. <laughs> that's that's about it. <laughs> yeah, take note, ladies. Well, he likes pointy ears. <laughs> if you got some, call me. But seriously, <laughs> it's just it's just generally with their lore and things that they do. You know, being alive for so long as well, they can you know harvest magic and their bow and swordsmanship and that sort of stuff. It's it's even like. Dragon Princes, you know, high elf unit. Looks amazing. It's just, I just seem to favour elves all the time. And, you know, in the new edition, a bit of a Soul Blight fan with the new Blood Knights that finally came out. They look incredible. But uh, for my favourite character, I've been thinking about it for like over an hour now. And I can't decide between the Sisters of Twilight and Orion. Okay. Um... Let's be honest, the Sisters of Twilight model is like iconically good slash bad for, you know, the wrong and right reasons on tabletop. Yeah. Like how, how heavy weighted it was and the angle of how the dragon is. Now, if they'd made a new one, it'd be incredible, but, you know, fingers crossed. Cough. Uh, same with Orion as well. Like, I think his model was kind of underwhelming. But then you play Total War and you finally got the Wood Elf side of things and that and playing as the sisters is amazing whereas being a what Elf fan I am it took a very long time for what Elf to actually come into Total War and I actually found myself playing Bretonia a lot yep I, I love their like Templar look I, sh- I should also say purely horse like mounted army only like their cav and knight aesthetic really looked good it wasn't didn't really care about the peasants I'm gonna be honest but yeah it's about me. Oh, and you know, elves have dragons. Okay. All right. Well, a lot of things had dragons. Uh, J-Man, I'm not sure <laughs> if we covered your your favorite character. Who who, who are you who are you repping? Who who's your boy? So, I have two. Yes. Gosh. We we allow that here. But, Some wouldn't, but we allow a little bit of diversity. Well, my on. one is a playable character. A playable character. Okay. Uh, which nice. Is nice. Ark in the Black. Really? Yeah, cool. Sweet. Ark in okay. the chat. Yeah, Ark in the chat. You know, he's he, he's up there. He, I've got him in my army. Um, alongside you know, El Gapo Nagash. But um, my actual my favorite of any character I've come across in the vampire uh, rules and and lore was actually a character named Basorum, uh, the Wicked. Lothorin the Wicked. Lothorin, okay. And why'd you like him? Essentially, he was one of the first original vampires. Um, so, back in the damnation of Lamia. So, before Nagash mm-hmm. uh, left the Cripple Peak, he left behind some agents in the mortuary cult. One such agent was Lothorin. He was the high priest of the city of Lamia. Essentially, he had a set of three books with these three different vampire counts. And just his story was one of my favorites. He was actually going, he was a necromatic uh, vampire. So he's essentially, his nickname is actually the father of vampires. Oh, okay. Um, he was actually, a, yeah, he was a prince. Um, but yeah, he 
stood at Nagash's side and ended up being betrayed by Nagash. Classic. Classic Nagash. Yeah. <laughs> well, lovely. I um I like those. I like both those little uh those selections. You've given us one that's more practical and you can take to the battlefield, another one that's a little more historical. Um I myself and it's gonna to come to no shock of the fellas, I'm a huge fan of the Empire. I love the Empire. Um and for those playing at home, if you're not sure what the Empire is, it's it's the men. It's just your average uh turn of world English old century men. Yep, that's right. Butter being boring, swordsman. Um, I had a terrible cannon uh, that I loved so very, very much. Um, my favourite characters when I was using the Empire, um, without a doubt, was Carl Franz. But I, I when I took him to the, the battlefield, it would be Aaron Franz because I just use his profile for something else. Um, I'm a big <laughs> fan of Volton as well. I think um, he had a really cool story that was rewritten a couple of times he didn't get such a great showing in the end times the one that finished off the old world um but he had a couple of a uh, couple of really cool stories before that um i'd like to add a special mention um the the emperor's swordsman kurt helberg who has a fantastic moustache mm-hmm. um i'm a big fan of the man with the moustache but he 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 was he was fantastic i love that model um, it is it is ridiculous. It is um, hoity toity. Um, the the Empire models have these uh, these wonderful generals that give you these ridiculously um, over the top uh, looking facial hair. It's just it's it's great. Their wizards are great. They um, yeah. I think um, I think which faction you like says a lot about you as a person. I think um, what you're trying it, to say is it's handsome. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> I um I was always surprised that I I never ended up with the dwarves because they're about as stubborn as I am. Um, but I just the men, it was the men. I just yeah no, I fell in with that patch and I never saw a reason to turn myself around from it. I read um when I was reading the books and stuff like that, I I really liked Tyrion. I thought he was amazing. Um, but his brother, his twin brother Teclas, is a bit of a jerk, so uh, it makes it really hard to like the dark uh, the high elves when they're so hoity toity. Um. Not that the Dark Elves are any better. Um, that's that's our favourite factions, which I think is, is a really good introduction into ourselves into the fantasy realm. Um, you were saying there, Drew, the, about the, the Warhammer Fantasy um, Total War game. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about that, because I, I think that's... Um, for those who, that have never played uh, Tabletop Fantasy, I think that's a wonderful entrance into the game... Uh, I felt like it is the most accurate in the way of how the system, like how the models kind of work um, while still being very entertaining. Um, I think you guys will agree that you can easily, um, easily play Total War Warhammer Fantasy and just get started and, and find, find a character to really like or find a, a faction that you really enjoy their, their models and heroes. Yeah, you definitely need to take a week of annual leave because uh, if you start playing, you can you can easily do twelve hour days, multiple days in a row. Which <laughs> it's not a short game. Which, which not I if you done, intend to fight all those battles. Which I've done several times. Like when when Total War three came out, yeah, I did like forty five hours in three days. Yeah, right. And, uh, I mean, no regrets, bro. Look, they they're gonna they're gonna have the um, 
the use for all of them. So they get, they're doing, doing their final last, last huge map shortly. Um, I'm pretty excited for that. I have a sneaking suspicion I'll head, head straight back to the Empire. Um, but it just gives me more, more armies to crush. Um, what about you, Jermaine? What did you think about the, the Total War since they, since they made that game? Yeah, no, I've, yeah, say the third one there now. Yeah, no, I've, it, it is definitely a good gateway. It, it, it's a, you know, virtual gateway drug into the hobby that we call plastic crack. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a very addictive thing to start. I think uh, as well as that, um, probably you, well, what you and I have experienced, Drew, where you can, you can play with a mate who, um, who probably knows a little bit more than you. Um, and you get a great drawing tool, which obviously can be also used to draw derogatory uh, pictures while someone's playing, and you can point them out on their screen, which is always fun. I'm talking about a phallus, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. You can just draw, draw some penises. Um, but there's also plenty um, to enjoy hanging out with a friend, playing it. Um, it's it's a, uh, a very inclusive thing to do it with somebody else as well, because... Um, Usually, I'm more than happy to watch their their battle, um, and I'd say it's probably the same as well. Uh, what did you think, Drew, when we played together? Just want to point out that you can draw boobs too, if that's your thing. Just yeah, quietly. yeah, no, absolutely, but uh, it doesn't have as such as comedic value. It's got a drawing as, tool for everyone. Arrow. I think so. So here's the problem with Total War. <laughs> Here we go. The game itself is excellent and phenomenal, but the problem is is that because Total War 1, 2, and now 3 are out, there's a lot of years there with a lot of DLC, so if you want a specific one, you'll probably have to buy a specific game and a specific DLC to get that. Whereas if you're crazy like us and just own all the DLC, and then realistically most of the people that start playing it and enjoy it will just buy all that stuff eventually as well. But that, as you were saying, like if you find a character or something you really like, you you can just sit there and just lose days. Like you just get hooked and be like, no, I'm going to take over this settlement. I'm going to do this. Then if you die, then you're like, oh, I might retry and, you know, go left instead of right. Like everything is just so endless. And then when you start actually playing games and if you're able to play it like on a real high detail setting and sit there and just zoom in and out and that's why I lose my battles because I'm too busy watching people fight and I'm like man this looks really cool my guy just died but it looks cool happening oh wait I've actually lost the whole battle now um okay can we please restart the campaign Aaron no he normally would say no, so well, you know that's on you mate alright like well, it is I admit into that. one guy on hey. a chaotic battlefield that's his helmet set, looks really good alright set your other, mo other units in motion alright mate then you can zoom in <laughs> Guilt-free. But yeah, very, very good. And definitely the games, like 1 and 2 and the DLCs, usually have like 50 to 70% off sale-esques every, I don't know, 2 to 4 months or so. Yeah. But And there's a, yeah. the, I would also say there's often quite a few like bundle deals. Yes. Um, we you can get a whole bunch of like the DL like off as well. So um, yeah, I'd, I feel like you can start with the base stuff, and then if if you if you find an army that you face, because you'll still face the armies that you don't have. So if you find an army that you really like the look of and you want to play, um, that's when you start hunting for the DL for that particular army list. But you wouldn't have to start there. There's plenty of um, 
Yeah, for Plenty sure. Plenty of good taster armies in just the base games. For sure. Yeah. Um. I um thought I might also cover like so I I probably played out of us three I probably played the most fantasy games and I just thought I'd cover a bit of the joy that I've had in the uh, in the fantasy realm. I'm a, I'm a big um a big story kind of person. I want uh, when I'm when I'm playing games on tabletop I want it to 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 mean something to that character's legacy or have some lasting effects I've, i i really enjoy campaigns and and uh old mate aaron franz would would agree <laughs> I've, I've smashed i've smashed many a foe and i've killed plenty in campaigns and i've i've i've, I've also memorably I, I lost a movement speed on on him one time which i just suggested that he did, he just no longer it's not that he was injured he just no longer no longer thought the need to run he just saunters to his opponents now. Um, it's casual walking pace, and he won't be rushed. Um, I, uh, I've had a lot of joy with the people. I, I found it. Fantasy was a very complex game on ta- on tabletop, um, and that's oh, kind yeah. of what the the Total War does really well. Is it's still incredibly deep, but you don't have to. You know how deep you dive into it is completely up to you. You don't have to do all the things. Like, um, magic can sometimes be confronting, but it's really, really fun. Um, angling your opponents to the way you, where you want to position can sometimes, like, I guess, with, with fantasy on the computer, you're working as an AI, so they can be a little bit more predictable. Um, but with when you're doing that against your opponent, to kind of get them to do what you need to do or kind of outmaneuver them. Um, it's, it's, it is essentially chess. Um, you, you've got, you've got models and you've got, got to make those pieces work. I, um, a part of my favorite, I was actually thinking to main, and you were a part of this one. So we had a, we had a doubles tournament, a fantasy doubles tournament. I can't remember what, what army you ran, but, um, we faced off against, it was chaos dwarves, and something else. And the guy was really excited. So Chaos Dwarves for everyone playing at home. They're not, not an army you run into a lot. And the reason why you didn't run into it a lot on the tabletop is because it was a Forged World army. So you had to have money, 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 a fair money. bit of money to get that kind of list up and running. And he was pretty excited to, to chuck them down. And I, um, we'd, we'd somehow, because we, like, we roll like shit, we'd somehow managed to, to have the initiative. And he was gonna. He was, he was at the start of the game, and he was really excited. And he's like, "Oh, I'll run you through what all these do." I'm like, "Oh, nah, no, nah, no, nah, there's, there's no need. Um, we'll, we'll get to it when you start firing them." Um, because he had these cannons in his list, and I have cannons. I had two, and he had two, and I, um, my cannons are usually the worst thing going around. Like they they create a lot of fear because cannons are very powerful by nature, um, and often you'd have people be like, "Oh, you brought cannons on like." My, it could really destroy some stuff. I'm like, more often than not, my cannons misfired. So they more often than not killed mm-hmm. themselves. So it wasn't, uh, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't add a lot of fear to that. And I was, by, by respect, okay, that's that's fine. But I wouldn't I wouldn't quit them. They are, they are what they are. This particular game, 
they they did exactly as advertised. Um, they killed both <laughs> of his cannons before he got to shoot them. The poor bugger. Um, I think I deflated him something yeah. fierce. It was um, it was something else. I was just like, I was just, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, sorry, man. They they usually don't do that well. I, I guess we don't really need to have the the walkthrough about what they do there, do we? <laughs> Um, it's just, yeah, that was a memorable moment for me. Um, I've had plenty of, plenty of victories for Aaron Franz and slicing off heads and stuff like that through my campaigns, but that, that one in particular, that was, yeah, that was something special. I, um, I would say the only other thing, and it's, and it's fantasy related, but it's not, it's not game related. So I think, uh, I'm going to call it the infamous Hydra event. Um, guys, uh, do you know what the infamous Hydra event is? No, go on. No, go on. Drew, you don't happen to know this one either? I'm assuming if you kill one Hydra, two spawn? No, no, <laughs> no. So, um, Dark Hills have a Hydra, all right? And um, as part of a, like, a Games Workshop thing, I I got like a part of these sprues, um, and someone crossed me in a game. So I took out my clippers, and I clipped it into small pieces. I was there for that. I clipped and clipped, and I um, I kept you eye did. contact. The yeah, whole I was gonna time. say you yes. gave him the the, the mighty that there. Yeah, I was I was not pleased with his actions. I was just like treachery is met with treachery, sir. Um, yes, that triumph was and treachery. I well, I have a, another moment from triumph and treachery. So I had a um, uh, we know him as a, a Jay Dizzle. Um, so Jared. And I, um, feisty competitors. Uh, we came together to overcome some, another feisty set of competitors. Um, he actually like so. Triumph and treachery is where you have up to how many people was it? I think in this particular case we had six people on the table. So I think it was eight. You can go up to I think. Yeah, yeah I think you can have up to eight. But I think in this very good case we had one per uh, board tile. So good. All right, so you can you. Can, the idea is to have the most gold. All right. Um, and you earn gold through a variety of formats. So we, I was playing and I was getting, I was getting pretty railroaded. They had a couple of people on there um, who were, who were working together and not, not working together in a kind of like flowing bond. They were, they were working together like throughout the whole game. Um, and it's come down to like the absolute last and, um, I've, I've fought hard the whole game and I've, I've got just, I've, I've got, I've got a fair bit, but these two have like, they've, they've come to pick me right at the end and Jared's given me his coins and I've won and I've gone, I've never seen that. I, I would have never guessed that was coming. Um, it's just triumph and treachery is a lot of fun. I, um, I will, I probably will do an edited version for like heresy just because of how, how much fun it is. It's just, it's a fantastic version of the game. Um, getting, whole bunch of people together with their own armies to all fight each other to make temporary alliances to it is er, it's everything on the box and more i i love triumph and treachery i think that is the best game mode as an add-on that warhammer uh games workshop have ever made um did you have you did you have the chance to play any triumph and treachery drew before you yeah i have i loved it every game i only played maybe five games or so and I loved every game I played and I was like I yeah. really wish my group at the time 
Because that was more when I started actually playing at Games Workshop, and I was just like, I wished my group at the time would bloody come back and play some fantasy and do this, because this is awesome. Everyone would like it, but, yeah. you know, those stubborn people being all, no, I want to play some funny game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I, it can be adapted for 40k, and I, I and probably, yeah, I'd suggest that to anyone if you're looking to add a little bit spice to your gaming group and you've got, got more than a couple of people in it. Um, yeah, a version of Triumph and Treachery um, is definitely the way to go. Um, it will definitely, definitely add a, a bit of heat and a few more stories, and I, I think that's always good when you can come out of a game with a bunch with something to to take away from it, like something that's happened in it. Whereas like some games, like let's be honest, they're throwaway games, and you just play them, and you're like, "Yep, I'm done with this game. <laughs> I lost turn one. I'm done with this game. I don't want to talk about it." Um, uh, lads, do you got any any memorable moments from your time on the fantasy tabletop? I'll go last because my story is a bit long. My mine's nice, short, and sweet, and sums up rolling with the ones. I think. Okay. Aaron, I don't know if you remember one of those. It was one of the campaigns we did at War Borodale. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I had my created character, Jermaine Von Karstein, named after the great lineage of Von Karstein vampires. Mm -hmm. And I ended up at the end of, I think we'd had like two games in one day or something like that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I ended up deaf, blind, dumb, but still didn't die. So how's that different from anything else? No, 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 that, that, that's just my... <laughs> everyone else was seemed to be like, oh, rolling roll, roll, rolling for, you know, the, the end of the game to see how you ended up. It's like, yep, walk away with, you know, partial wound, you know, you've lost an inch or whatever for the... Um, for your walk, for your, for your movable movement. movement, yep. They say movability. It's not even a word. Um, but yeah, no, I, I ended up... I don't think I could move maybe... Had one, maybe it was as far as I could walk because I'd had taken something to one leg, one to the other, <laughs> and then it's like amazing. Oh, and the other one was um the head head wound, which caused me to oh, okay. in the next well, game to, to like, a leadership test was it? Yeah, it was the leadership test, and then I think there was another one which was uh, where it forces you into. Oh no, that was that was my blood angel. Sorry, wrong vampire. Mm -hmm. I say I had one with my with my uh, where I yeah had to charge into everything. I think I had the red rage. Oh yeah, but yeah no that that particular one where I could only move barely anything, but I had to get to every single nearest spot was there yeah, probably one of the funnier ones. <laughs> I um yeah I enjoy playing into those. I I think they they're really good. Um the the wound charts. You always not you always like to feel good when you got like an over an overly powered character, but having something that's like an absolute detriment to your character, and still you prevail, it gives you such a good, uh, such a good feeling, such a rush of adrenaline. Like when that it's like that uh, that one troop in in the unit he survives, and you're like that man is now a captain of that unit. <laughs> He's now <laughs> the leader. He um he stood against the, the that block of something else. He he's he's the man. Um yeah, I find that those are 
Those are really, really special memories. They um they they hold out longer in the hobby, and they I think I think those are the kind of things that keep me coming back um to tabletop gaming. It's it's a uh, it's a moment or two that kind of uh, I really enjoy. I don't winning is winning feels good, losing feels bad, but like those moments in between, they're they're worth playing for. Um, yeah, I don't think that I don't think that will ever change for anyone. Drew, you said you've got a you've got a you've got a cheeky one for us. What have you got? Uh, also, I'd like to shout out if Total War esque style games aren't your thing. Most people probably have heard of Vermintide by now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's That's first person survival cooperative game like with friends is just awesome to play. Different heroes and stuff like that. Level up, get some abilities through the end times and you know air quote Vermintide Skaven are coming at you so yeah that that's that always goes on sale as well it's like it normally gets compared to Left 4 Dead series a lot the way it looks plays and feels so if you like mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead and you want to tinker in fantasy but Total War S games you know a bit too hard or headstrong with all the stuff going on and how you have to manage your city and stuff, like I would highly recommend that. Yep, as an option. <clears throat> as for uh, as for my favourite moment, look, I, I've been thinking about this as soon as you told us we were doing this. I've been thinking about it literally every time, and I was like, mate, I played Wood Elves for like ninety nine percent of my fantasy career. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Wood Elves Army book was very low tier for a very very long time and when I started their book sort of I think it was only out for about two or three years back then but that was in like 05 or 06 yeah so when I was still playing for over 10 years with them the only people I could try and play against were all top tier army books of Skaven High Elves so I literally lost like 30 games in a row they didn't even have a book in the current that current edition that's uh, that's how old they were. They were, yeah, they were in need of a bit of love, but they weren't getting it anytime so, soon. And now you know why. <laughs> so uh, here in Australia, we have a pretty big band that most people have heard of, probably know of overseas as well, called Midnight Oil, and they have a song called "The Blue Sky Mine," where this is my like setting going into the blue salt mine. <laughs> so uh, when Wood Elves <laughs> got announced that their army book was next. I was so fucking excited, like full pre-ordered everything, like even took the day off work and everything, like went down there, I was like, yes, got my book, you know, holding it up like a bloody thing from a key chest from a Zelda game, I was fucking pumped, you know, it had like, literally the first or second game, I was like, man, this book is so much better, I just won my first game, this is the best thing ever, you know, it was barely a book for a month and a half, two months, and then they're like, Age of Sigma, <laughs> and I was like, you fucking what? Damn AOA. So I've just spent this money on this book. This army that I've spent for like 12 years on loving, you give me something to love even more, and then you're just like, peace. And then they take it away. They ripped it away. They didn't even pay for my tombstone. Yes. I had to pay for my own burial, Ooh. my own coffin, my own tombstone, Ooh. just everything. I am... Um... Uh, yeah, I actually Brutal. I love that we finished on yours, Drew, because that's actually the next thing we're going to talk about is the the ending of the old world. I think that that was a because as you've already hinted to, that's that's what led to the Age of Sigma. 
I am... Um, again, I kind of... I like parts of the Age of Sigma and I hate other parts. I, I get that, like, when... Because it's interesting, again, being around for when they start something fresh. Because the, the lore and everything is, is, is new. It, Age of Sigma borrows a lot from fantasy. So it borrows a lot of their, a lot of their characters. Um, for good or worse, like, there is a lot, a lot in there that I was like, mm, that shouldn't be. Um, so, the, for a short synopsis of, um, of the ending of the old world, uh, Jermaine, what do you, what do you just say in like, just a, a sentence or two here? How does it happen? What, what, what is the ending of the old world? What, what kind of happens there? So, I'm just pulling up a little bit of paperwork. So I'm actually looking at the three different periods we've had. Yep. Age of Mist, Age of Chaos, and Age of Sigma. Uh, where am I? Let me take a break for a second. Can't find it for the life of me. Have it. Ah, that's right. So, in a short synopsis, essentially, what what happens is that Archon finally gets what he wants and destroys the world. Okay, cool. Like the the, the whole world blows up. Along the along the tail of it, like um, certain champions from all over the old world get the wings of magic because they're released in and they find hosts. So those that suit them the best. Um, so there's one that's, uh, so the light finds its way into Tyrion. Um, lightning ironically finds its way into, into Carl Franz, but it turns out it's not Carl Franz. It's not Carl Franz, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then they, it gets blown up. Cool. So that's, that's fine. Like when the, when that series came out, I was, uh, it was called the end times and you like, and I didn't think it was Warhammer Fantasy wrapping up. I actually thought quite the opposite because I, I don't like. I think you guys will agree with me. The hype around our local store was huge um, for fantasy when when the end time stuff was coming out. I, I think there was a, a lot of hype to play games. Um, models were getting like new exciting profiles. The, the lore was amazing as well. Not for like, I wouldn't say necessarily for like. I still thought there were a few things dumb in there, um, like suddenly the the rats, act, the rat mans all get their shit together and start start killing everything. Yeah. And I thought that was a, a bit dumb, um, but um, it was yeah, it was a really exciting thing. And then like to have that all cut short so so quickly, uh, and then leads straight into Drew's uh, Drew's tears on his pillow about his army getting a fresh book and. And then he got like these upgraded host lists, and then bam, it, it was gone. And you're just like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I think uh, I think it was a big shock. What do you guys reckon? I think yes. There's a short answer, but I like parts they did, like this the five main books, like Archaeon. Uh, the Thranquil one, the Avatar of Cain book, I can't remember what it's called. 
like where, where they did those big sets where it had like massive Lauren stuff and the one with Nagash as well because then it showed you the end times from different you know the different perspectives pers perspectives yeah. goddamn of just the vermin tide like rising and a gash being tilted with everyone and killing everyone and our Kaon's like yeah I'm just gonna destroy the world cause you know that's what I wanna what I do, do baby that's what I do while, while the elves are like yeah we gotta help fire back we gotta get our avatar back you know like it was real cool with that and then yeah then literally after the book 5 come out and then everything died and uh going into Sigma caused I mean, I'm sure if you've been in the hobby for more than a few years, everyone's probably seen the memes of, you know, those people like, oh, burnt my fantasy army because, like, the new rules are shit because you got to wear a moustache and you get re-roll ones and all that stuff. I think, <laughs> like, to me personally, if, if you're stupid enough to do that, then cool, man. Have fun with that. I think, <laughs> like... So fr from like a 40k perspective to fantasy, the rules-wise, fantasy was always infinitely harder. The rule book was just so much thicker. The way you pivot units and move them around and everything. Then when Sigma came out, it was so much more air quote like more friendly with how the game system played. It really simplified a lot of areas to help speed up the game process and to try and help more people into the hobby and bringing out like stupid little things like yeah, if, if, who can scream the loudest you know, gets to reroll wounds or whatever, like having cool little things like that to begin with was, in my opinion, was really fun and like helped reinvigorate certain areas. But like, that was part of the hype of my group that I was in at the time. There was about 10 or 12 of us. Literally everyone in the group said, this is the most retarded thing I've ever heard. I'm never playing this game again. And then like, no one actually gave Sigma a chance when it like officially rolled back around with like proper rules for like match play and stuff. And I was like, nope, it's dead to me. I was yeah, like, alright man. I was like, you guys paint like one model a year. Like, I think your hobby's pretty dead already. But no worries, mate. <laughs> blue blue salt mine is still going strong if you can't tell. <laughs> it was um it was very divisive, the change. I um I was hmm. I liked a lot of the, I'd grown to really enjoy the characters and to watch certain characters materialise in this new in age of sigma didn't make sense to me so like the only ones that ever made any sense to me being able to survive the cataclysm what had happened was the ones that had a winner magic attached to them that's those are the only characters i think should have been able to um continue on because uh it was just but then they 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 chose characters uh, like you know they they just pick picked and choose which characters that they thought should continue on and like uh, Man Manfred uh, von Karstein, and then you got Gordrek and Felix, and then like I'm sure Aaron, any like there will be a lot of fantasy fans that absolutely love that. But I was just like, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, well, Felix died. Yeah, like uh, go so Gordrek's all by himself. Um, but like, the, I just don't think a lot of them should have survived into the new version. Um, and that's kind of where, as well, it it, it kind of borrows from fantasy because it takes these really well known characters that you know and love. And then uses them in a setting that is so. What's the, what's the best way for it? All right, so Warhammer Fantasy is set in in like an old timey kind of style, right? And you do not get that image in Age of Sigma. And Age of Sigma is more 
far more um, fantastical in its in its gods and monsters type. Each... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's part of it. But like, uh, I just mean like the the way that they made the each wind of magic having its own like world. So like its own like its own place that's affected by that wind of magic so much more like, and it has its own like leader and stuff like that. I thought like they'd moved away from the part the elements that I liked, which is like I was I I thought like you know it was really cool to have uh, like sword and shield guys be be your dudes and then have like one wizard, whereas like I get the impression like everyone's kind of imbued with magic in Age of Sigma. It's not as like, yeah, it's not as, it's not as unique. And I don't know if, if you guys felt that, like that it was a shift to the fantastical. I know the game shifted straight from being uh, a um, rank and file game to skirmish. And look, as you guys, as Drew's pointed out, um, that's friendlier for people getting started. Because again, if you're going to, if you were ever playing Age of Sigma, you would find it a much easier game to pick up and play games in a, in a couple of, in like an afternoon, whereas uh, Warhammer Fantasy you're gonna have to you're gonna have to read, you're gonna have to spend a little time with a rule book, and uh, a bit more time with someone who's who's willing to, to run you through how the game works and and not just the game works for the basic mechanics, but also for a lot of a lot of a lot of tactical choices that you make along the way too. Um, Jermaine, where where did you sit with the with the ending in the old world and the starting of the new one in the Age of Sigma? Yeah, it was streamlined would be the term I'd use. Yep. So they they almost oversimplified it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I say, a lot of those characters that we loved losing a big, almost like a big chunk of themselves, their rules, their law. Yeah, I, I, I like I say that that was almost the top, that's pretty much the time I sort of stepped away from the hobby almost. Um, did coincide with me, you know, becoming a dad for the first time as well. But um, you hear that games workshop? You heard him. You heard him so bad he couldn't look at himself in the mirror. <laughs> he went and talked to a girl. That's what you made. Yeah. Him How oh. dare you guys? Damn it. Yeah, it's disgusting. You never, you never wanted that yeah. for anybody. I started putting on deodorant, talking to girls. It was, you know, it, it oh. destroyed me as a nerd. Yeah, just say it isn't so, mate. Say it isn't so. But yes, yeah, so I've sort of going back while we're getting prepared for this particular episode. Been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's, uh, there's a lot in there. It's it's just a lot to a lot to process. I'd say um, they've done a lot of really really cool, nice things, um, but there's also um, choices that I think I think are, they are they are just inherently very divisive between uh, fans. There are I I again I appreciate Warhammer Fantasy more than I appreciate Age of Sigma. I appreciate the need for a change and to freshen up and sell. And let's be honest, the the model range um, they got a lot bigger um, in size. Um, a lot of the same kind of like factions just got bigger models, and I'd say we're experiencing this the same thing with forty um, k. But with forty k, they made up like a their own reason for it. Like oh, it's, it's 
it's happening. The the new Marines aren't aren't normal Marines. They're just they're Primus Marines. It's they've kind of written it into the law that way. Um, whereas uh, with obviously with the with the fantasy aspect, they just blew it up and were able to just start again um, with uh, bits and pieces of it. Um, I feel like that the story in for the the ending of the old world there was again there was bits i really really liked so I'd, but there's also that um ah oh, you know you know it's grinding to an, an inevitable like confrontation but there were just some like there were some really cool fights written in there um i i myself i bought all the all the big books and i, I thought it was a, a really cool way to to add to to characters to have them with new profiles and and uh, and add together different armies. So as you said, Jermaine, with, with like your favorite uh, faction, so you you mentioned the the alliance of the of the of death. Um, they, you know, you'd you'd say they got a massive upgrade being able to have tomb kings, vampire counts, yeah. and, and all that yeah. just in the same list. It gave you a lot more like flexibility, more freedom. Yeah, <laughs> how you wanted to put them on the table. Yeah. Romances to be able to raise skeletons and be able to pull up my tomb kings with their bows and stuff like that was you know a major boost for my army. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was obviously cool parts and and Drew with yours, you were able to add all kinds of elves to your list. Um, yeah, and, uh, and no, yes and no. <laughs> a lot of the Wood Elf line doesn't exist at all anymore. You can't buy it. So. I mean, look, rat dogs. But again, you had Mate. you didn't need them anymore because you can <laughs> add normal elves. <laughs> Yay! Because they're the, the coolest. That that cost more and have biggest spears in the actual model that are so impossible to transport that they snap when you look hey, at mate, them. That's my favorite. I went out and bought a high elf army because clearly they're they're the much cooler elves. All right. Are you, are we talking high elves or Lumineth here, mate? Nah, high elves. Yeah, okay. I have nah. some high elves as well, but I am, um, you know, it's it's Age of Sigma, but I I, I didn't I didn't love the Lumineth, but that's fine. Uh, you don't have to like everything. Um, that's fine. <laughs> I like them in parts. I feel like we've detoured into more of a sad sad, and I don't want it to be that way. I enjoyed everything about fantasy, and but on the upside, ladies and gents, fantasy will come back. Uh, we've known this for quite some time now uh, that Games Workshop have been working on bringing the fantasy back. Um, and I think, needless to say, I'm excited about it. How do you guys feel about it? Are you are you pumped to see where it is or like what's going on? Just just quickly, it was killing me not knowing Yeah. books. Yeah, the end time books were Nagash, Glotkin, Cain, Thankful, and Archaeon. Okay. Oof. No, it's not <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Thank, thanks, mean, listeners. I would have. Thanks for died. clearing that up, mate. <laughs> uh, my most wishful thing, which I don't think will happen, would obviously be a Sisters of Twilight model. Given the like, I know the new Technos I, model. A lot of people dislike. Have you heard about the the time? So the timeline <laughs> is not going to matter to elves because elves live for for ages and ages for so days. I think, yeah. I think you're actually a sneaky chance. Whereas I, I'm going to lose all my all my empire characters. I'm going to lose them all. Um, so it's, I think, I think they, 
uh, it's been described and I may have to double check it and correct myself at a later date but I think it's the timeline's been described as because they've shown a, a bit of a couple of maps of a of the time there and it's been described as the time where uh, the empire wasn't united it had like three different kings or something like that um so i should have kislev and stuff yeah and look kislev's gonna be whole and uh, and i think with the warhammer 3 total war 3 cough um (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of people that that loving the kislev um they've had some really cool looking um like sneak peeks at what the kislev might look like which is really cool obviously Cathay might be in there as well which is another new army so the, i think there's a there's a lot of stuff that they're they're going to do and uh, let's be honest the the models themselves are gonna are gonna be much better than they were before that's that's really infinitely that's, that's so exciting for me is being able to add like more cool models um i've got a whole bunch of the old stuff which i have no intent of getting rid of um but You're not going to set it on fire no, I, oh, I just checking. Just checking. When the change happened, dude, <laughs> just, just people checking. were absolutely losing it, and they were melting their models, and they were saying, "I'll never buy a model again." I'm like, "Damn, that that man took he took it to heart. He um he took it hard." Like there are, and I will say always say this, listeners, if if you really love a version of a game, because there are people that play different editions. Not everyone plays the most up to date edition because they just. Sometimes they, they just don't like where the rules have gone. And that's okay too. But more of not, you can usually find a group of people who share that view. Um, Ninth edition has been fan-made. Yeah, there's there's so many people that just... Have time. Share that they share, and I think the internet, internet has definitely helped with this. That they share their, their passion online for to others for to, to share and take part in. Um, so you'll have like people run um, global events and stuff like that for like their own homebrew campaigns, which I love. Like the there is no there's no shortage of work that goes into those. That like they, those people have have poured many a night into coming up with an idea, but then not only to come up with it to execute is um it's you know it's it's great to see. And then you when you see all these other people get involved, you're like, damn, that is a lot of people getting involved in in a and a passion project that somebody else has, has really pulled their heart and soul into. Um, I, for my wish list, I'm just, I'm hoping for some really cool men like, with beards. No, well, yes, of course. I love the Empire. What <laughs> do I want? That kind of like they they kind of didn't have before, so they kind of had some regiments of renown and stuff like that. I really like those because they add a lot of flavour. Um, so I want them to flesh out like just a little bit more and you can't, and they've done it a lot in a lot of the, um, the law based stuff. So even like the, the D and D version of, um, the old world, um, where they've fleshed out the cities and like the, the major cities, um, and what, what kind of units they would have. Um, I want them to do that, but like with the models themselves. So I'd love like, say they release a, a block of swordsmen. So everyone's going to have a swordsman, right? If you're running Empire, but I want like in the pack just a couple of little, uh, little, uh, little trinkets or something that I can put on my, my men just to kind of highlight they come from a certain area other than color, because um, otherwise that's all you've got is just a, a bit of color, and you have to do a lot of conversion. I would, I'm really excited to see what they what they do with that. Um, I feel like a lot of armies are, it 
Kislev's going to be a simple one. Like they're, they're all going to be from Kislev, but um, I think the Empire has a uh, has a very unique style with their with their different cities that make them their different armies. Um, Jermaine, hopes. I, I don't tend to get my hopes up any of this stuff anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> sorry to be a downer, but um, yeah. Look, the the end time to me really was the end time. That's what she said. It had. Oh. It really had. <laughs> the man has shut yep. it. Take me into your arms, sweet I, death. I, bro, I didn't realize old world had affected you so badly. Uh, <laughs> this man needs a cuddle. No, I um, I'm intrigued. I won't oh, say I'm not intrigued, but I don't have any. Off the lighter major things that I'm looking forward to or, or am praying to come back or because I'll just be disappointed. <laughs> I would have I mean, thought, and this is just my thought, I would have thought you would have been excited for like a younger version of Vlad. Who, who, if you, if you ask me, listeners, in in my humble opinion, is by far yeah. The but when he when he lost the misses and he um, all he wanted to be was another went... account. I, I get that. I understand. Um, that. That's a motive I can understand. Yeah. I, I I don't know what did you know? They've already killed him off once I mean, and brought him back. So he, he had every right to go a little. Yeah. Yeah, but yet they still haven't brought my Wasoran back after he died. They, there you go. <laughs> He's a vampire man. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just don't need all vampires to push the story forward. Um, there are, like, because they have done some really, really cool models in the vampire counts area. Blood Knights. Yeah, the Blood Knights are very cool. Um, very good. So I, I think, I think you don't need to be too worried, Jermaine. I, I think it'll t- it'll take a while because, just in my opinion, I don't think like I don't think the M- I, I think I don't even think the Empire will be released first. I think I think it'll be Kislev and something else. Just just the way it's been talked about, I think they'll get a fair bit of love first. First cab off the ranks. Um, I think, yeah, there are a lot of characters that due to their factions like the elves and stuff like that that they, they can still draw on uh, I think the, the time period is really interesting um, and I I will be very intrigued because they want to use the old fantasy rule book like style so they want it they want it to play similar to that now they have recently redone the Horus Heresy and for the most part that that that's been really 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 well received, and it's been more interesting. So I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how because it'll be a team similar to that that tackle it. How they tackle probably the last version of the rulebook in a way to kind of simplify it, um, yet make it still hold all the strategic um, requirements of before. I felt like. Fantasy, even though it was super complex, more often than not, all the all the core, like the major rule, 
like the things that you'd need to check a rulebook for, more often than that, the, those were in the, the central rulebook. Whereas Age of Sigmar, a whole bunch of rules are scattered through a whole bunch of different things. Um, so they're scattered through the new battle tomes and stuff like that, which I don't I don't like that as much. Um, I, I, I kind of don't want to have to rely on my opponent to, to know his rules. Um, that's probably more just a personal thing. I don't know yeah, I do look forward to... Um, the one, one thing I do look forward to, especially is, that I use there's a lot to, zombies, skeletons, and all that sort of stuff, is if you believe the rumours, they're going back to the square bases. Oh, yeah? Yes, yeah. I don't so Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that, that will be on square bases. Um, and yeah, that's that's going to be amazing too. Um, I like rank and file, man. I liked getting my, I like chucking my my character into a unit, and he was kind of leading them. To, I thought I thought that was a really cool way to do it. I just, yeah, nah. Look, I'll I will play a few games. Um, it's just yeah. If I'm to if I'm to truly say that, I think uh, not to be like a a hobby snob, but I I have kind of like drifted further away from. Um, the uh, what I would call the current hotness with like uh, Age of Sigmar and 40k, I switched over to like Horus Heresy and and fantasy. Still, I um I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of let those things progress and do their own thing. And I I watch from watch from a little bit further out. I'll get some of the models. I'll, I'll enjoy the stories and where they're going and stuff like that. But I'm not I'm not rushing to 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 play a game. Yeah, same here. Um, I I prefer more of the unit base like rather than the skirmish fantasy was style. Played, I'd be more inclined to to play it myself. Yeah, same here. Mm. I prefer more of the unit base rather than the skirmish. Yeah, yeah. I I think look, the skirmish has its place, and and I, I'd say that's for me that's the Lord of the Rings. I love the way that they've done. I think it's hard to. I think being such a big Lord of the Rings fans as, as we are, um, I think the game the game itself is fantastic. I don't even think it's necessarily the fact that it's the Lord of the Rings IP. I just think the game is for Lord of the Rings is really, really well constructed um, that it, it holds up as its own skirmish game. So everything, like when, they're, when you're tackling a skirmish game and it's not Lord of the Rings, uh, I just feel like... It's what's the best way to describe it? Lord of, so Lord of Rings at its core is a real is a true skirmish game in that all models act on their own. So you they start off in a group but they all split off, right? Um, whereas Age of Sigmar it still requires so it still requires them to act as a unit, but it wants to be a skirmish game at the same time. It is it can't make up its mind. It feels torn to me. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I described that well, Drew. You think that's a, a solid comparison between the two? Good, yeah, yeah, very yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep saying yeah, yeah. That's right. I only need me to back me up on this one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Good job. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, well done, hey dog. Um, yeah, yeah. Jeez, well put, mate. Pat yourself on the back. I will. I will. I will do that. Um, I'd say a lot of ums too. Um, 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 um. um. It is. Yeah. When do we? So, 
I don't think we're going to. Well, get... they announced it. What was it? Yeah, November twenty nineteen. We'll probably get an update later this year. So maybe we'll we'll bring it up then. But that'll be an update. I don't, I'm not sure when the when the. Yeah, yeah and if like you that. read the it's, thing, it had like a six year thing. In yeah, it's it's a story. long development. And so it's still like another two and a half years to go. And that, again, though, that that for me excites me rather than making me like, oh no, it's not coming around. It's like that doesn't bother me at all. Um, the knowing that it's that far, I know at least like because if you look at, I think it's is it being done by Specialist Games as well from the Specialist Games area. I think it is. Um, it excites me because I know they have so much on their plate that they do so much now that they didn't do before. Um, so they've they would constantly have people working on the Blood Bowl, um, Kill Team, um, yeah. uh, Cry. Um, so that I know that they're super busy and they probably have a they probably have a dedicated team <clears throat> kind of working on it constantly. Um, but I I, I prefer a, lo- a a larger lead time rather than them rushing it. And then being just fucking terrible. Yeah. Actually, having proper time to, yeah, like think of other story arcs and stuff is what's getting me excited about it. Like having an actual six year period to actually probably hash things out is real good. I feel yeah. like six months ago, like in like December 2020, they announced the return of Bretonia and the High Elves as well. Way better for the hobby. And Wood Elves for Old World. So that's three things at that point. And, you know, like I say, they're just slowly working on everything to hopefully. Yeah. bring back a lot of that lore and you know, have some big returns hopefully yeah and the oh the returns mate the uh the returns will be very exciting i think there's a there's a lot of people that are gonna gonna be very happy with certain characters that pop up um i just uh yes excitement pure unbridled excitement um anything else you guys want to add to to our little fantasy chat i think like we've covered a lot here um but there's always always room for anything else um perhaps the only other thing i can suggest is if you have never played fantasy um, it's not the easiest thing to kind of get your hands on anymore because uh, of rule books and stuff like that. I can tell you as someone who's hunted down a few rule books after the fact, they're not, some of them aren't easy to get. Uh, a <laughs> dwarf hard book rule book is, is near, nigh impossible to get your hands on at a reasonable rate. Um, but like there are, there are still quite a few people that do play it. Um, and if you ever find yourself in uh, South Australia or you just, just uh, drop an old Facebook message um, and I'll I'll happily whip out my old models to play a game. I think I would. I think I would. Um, but I would recommend still. I think. Would you? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. What where you should start if you wanted to start with fantasy. I would start with the the books, the lore. If you wanted to want to find. When I found out more about it, and I don't mean the end times, I'm, I just mean that there's plenty of, um, oh, what do they call them? Even just novels itself, oh, there's quite a lot of yeah, novels. Yeah, that's as what well. I'm talking about, the, 
the there's the there's uh, are they called the Warhammer Chronicles? Yeah, that's one of the series. There's stuff they, for like Trilogy, <clears throat> Dark Elves, yep. Orion Trilogy, yeah. the Tyrion Trilogy, or is that a double? Can't remember. Um, no, that's a trilogy. Yeah, another one. Just heaps. Yeah, because they got witch hunters and all sorts. I I would think that would be the the best place to start is to to have a bit of a read because um, yeah I, I think it, it'd be at this stage if you hadn't played it before it'd be worth waiting um, until the new edition because uh, we just don't know what the what the units are going to be like I, I think if you search really hard you could probably find some, some groups still playing it um, and if that's the case then I'm sure they can help you out with uh, in the direction of what you need to collect but other than that Read some lore. I'm a big fan of reading lore. I love Something it. cheap and easy. Um, Mordenheim. Anything you guys would suggest if you want to do... I still totals? play Mordenheim. Oh, it's on, on my PlayStation. Anything you can... Oh, fan... Oh. Cheap and easy. Yeah. Mordenheim. Mord... Yes. Yeah, it's good. I still play Mordenheim. It's on, on my PlayStation. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's... Because it... Cause it yeah, it's in it's in the old world. Um, so yeah, if you want to dip your toes, and that's that that's another true skirmish game. Thanks, Jermaine. Um, because that's that's yeah, that's each model a- acting on its own. Um, and Mordheim is a particular. Well, that's called the War of the Dam. Absolutely, uh, dumped on in the words of uh, in the ways of Warpstone. Uh, just thinking rats all over it and over magic and all sorts. Uh, that. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good one, Jermaine. That's a that's a nice soft entry. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, because we've already talked about the other other video games you could play, which is obviously the Total War. I think that's that's in that is the truest to the yeah. fantasy game. Um, you won't find a better substitute because that uh, other than oh oh uh, the tabletop simulator. I'm sure someone's done a mod for it. Um, tabletop simulator is also another way. Um, haven't haven't had to, to do that myself because I play Total War, but I'm sure you might find some downloads for that um, somewhere. And obviously, there's the End Times, Vermintide, and stuff like that, which uh, is more of a hack and slash. So, plenty of ways to to still take a peek um, and get involved. Drew, do you think there's anything else you'd like to add to that one? <clears throat> there is. Oh, okay. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what they're called, and I've been googling this whole time what it's called. Oh, hang on, literally. Yep, I realised I actually have one of the box sets next to me. Um, <clears throat> it's more of a like model-wise sort of to like help dip into the fantasy-esque era. Slash, it is like a small little specialist game. Is the yep. Warhammer Underworld set? Yeah, okay. a lot of them are between like forty and sixty dollars, and you get between like four to like eight general characters of like special cool poses and stuff. And as like a starting point for the hobby, like there's Daughters of Cain, Lumineth, Slanesh. Yeah, there's he- there's heat. There's there. there's so many of them, and for like that the- price point and its own little like air quote third party game like the rules are a bit more similar so you can still roll dice and have fun but like for me more of the hobby side of it like I love how they have 
specialist sort of models and poses that you know you can paint something a little bit different and you know if you find someone else that has a underworld's warband you know you can have a game in like half an hour sort of thing yeah. and it's a bit of a difference where like you know what was the it was like two, two and a half thousand points or whatever it was like fantasy air quote competitive play yeah. where like some armies you know that's literally a couple hundred models where you know it's very daunting whereas you know eight models or five models for a small little underworld you know little warband thing you know it's a very nice push into the hobby and you know there's something for everyone there's skeletons and goblins as well just yeah look at it you know what you I like i think it's important really. to also let the listeners know as well it's also card based um that's probably the, the only yes. one caveat i'd add to that is uh being that it's card based know that you'll be a it's a deck building game um so you'll need to wrap your head around that because um, that is the core mechanic behind those but um as you as you said drew there are so many different um avenues because they're on to their, their third season or something like that so it's doing really well all right um so we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll come back after a short break Welcome back. So, we've come to the end of the show. As always, we'd like to leave you with a little little gem of wisdom, a little pearl out of the ocean that we've swam in for far too long. I would probably say at this point it's irradiated and it's no better than the local chlorine pool. Um, Drew, please, share with me your pearl of wisdom, your one hobby tip for this week. Inspiration. So, what I mean by that is, when you've been in the hobby for a long time, sometimes you lack motivation or inspiration to try and do a new army or try and paint a new thing. And for me, if I don't have a direction of how I want to paint something, I'll feel like I'm in a rut. And for those close to me that know, I'm a simp for Square Enix title games. I own, like, every Final Fantasy game some multiple times on different consoles and things which leads me to my inspirational tip so summons aeons guardian forces depending on what final fantasy game you do i i look at them a lot and play around with like color scheme ideas based on a certain summon or guardian force depending on what game version you play i have created paint schemes generally tyranids like I have High Fleet Ifrit, High Fleet Shiva, High Fleet Tomberry. I was playing around with some ideas for like Bahamut colors. And then the most, like air quote, actual recent stuff that I've done the most painting wise of is I was looking through and I found a bit of a lesser known summon slash guardian force named Carbuncle. And I made Sisters of the Carbuncle. So I actually made an Adeptus Sororitas army in those colors. And so like you can just branch it out with you know if, if you're really into like Batman movies or X-Men series or Devil May Cry or Resident Evil anything that's got a big franchise and you, you know you really like one character or something from them you can help implement that into something that you might want to paint or create or convert because if you don't have the inspiration to do the hobby why are you really doing it? so yeah um, 
Well, I can answer that one for you, Drew, because my next tournament's coming up and I have to have this army painted. I mean... Yeah, that's right. You just got deuced. Um, I will build off me. of what you just said there. <laughs> um, with the... And I think, again, it's we, we're hobby spoilt. With the amount of different games, like, if you really like a franchise, there's usually a game for that. So, Marvel have um, Crisis Protocol. Uh, Batman has the the game, and the, that's third edition now. Like that's that that's that's, that's not new. Um, obviously, you got Games Workshop stuff, which are doing. They have multiple um, game systems. All the things. All, yeah, there's there's a lot to go from there. But um, yeah, if you like tanks, then there's a, there's a game for that. If you like um, old timey men, there's there's a game for that. Like, find what inspires you to do. Um, whether that's changing anything from um, the, like your painting style or trying something new or as Drew was saying here he, he uses his own passion in another game to inspire his hobby, his tabletop hobby and I think that's that's a really um, really nice way to combine a couple of the things that you really enjoy you happy with that Drew? do you think that encompasses what you're trying to say? I mean Stop my idea. Made it sound better. I'll, I'll take it as a win for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll count uh, it. Look, look, man. Like it, it, you brought the marble to me. I'm just chiseling it out. All right. I just, I just, I just, I give what you, what you leave with me. I, I give back to the people. Um, Jermaine, give me drop some wisdom on me, bro. What, you, what you got for me? Uh, I'm actually going to do go into something that I. Still not very good at, uh, but some tips for is it patience? painting. No, 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 not that. I have no <laughs> tips for that. If I had tips for that, I would, I would be the most patient man in the world. But no, I'm, I, I'm going to tips for essentially, especially since we were talking about beginning parts of the hobby. But for those getting started in the hobby, when you're painting, some stuff can be very expensive to get your brushes, your paints, etc. If you are just getting started out, you're dipping your toes. Cheap stuff is good in the beginning, but you, at some point you will begin to wonder if there's not some better quality brushes and paints out there. I would always suggest before you get all the best expensive stuff, starting small. You should first learn how to take care of those brushes, which I was terrible with. Um, but, you know, once you learn how to take care of those brushes, you can start getting better base brushes. You can you know, look around the web for great paints and various hobby tools. One place that does come recommended to browse for hobby tools outside of Games Workshop would be Green Stuff World. Mm-hmm. Getting on there, that'll yeah give you a lot of helpful stuff for your paint. I'd um if you're if you're looking to get into the hobby, I'd often say don't buy directly from Games Workshop. Not that I'm anti-games workshop or anything of the sort. I think they do wonderful things, but um, their tools aren't. The add-ons aren't always the the best. Um, I think the biggest example you and I actually shared, Jermaine, was when I bought that. Remember their um, their their spray gun? <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one of those. <laughs> I bought that. <laughs> Oh boy, um, we did we did a couple of units, I think, Jermaine. I think we did one or two of yours and and, and one or two of mine. Yep. And I um, oh that setback spray painting for me for for quite some time. Um, 
my <laughs> what the point I'm trying to get at here is like they did you set on do fire? some amazing things, um, but not everything. Um, Drew, any any like I would suggest, um, yeah, I would suggest buying from elsewhere uh, on a couple of things. Like, cause there's they're often cheaper as well. I think as well now that we live in a world of like Amazon and all that, like you can usually get it in the next day or two, um, and it will probably be cheaper. Um, I think Green Stuff World is a really good option. Um, I think it, if you're starting, for the love of God, um, I I know it's always tempting like when you're starting something new just to grab everything you think you'll ever need, but it's okay to just grab like the core set or a rule book. Um, just, just learn what your army does. Learn what you might actually like to play. Um, I think... I will say this though. I think, and I think you guys will agree, their core boxes um, for most games are very good. So I know that the the Star Wars Legion one is fantastic. Um, it gives you the both sides and gives you more than enough to, to get going. They even give you a little bit, bit, bit of terrain in there as well. Um, and their rule book is very simple and um, I, I, a lot of game systems are doing that where they're going to give you a... a even if that's not the faction you want to like it's not the factions you're not going to want both um it gives you enough to feel like you can split it with a mate which is fantastic uh which uh probably leads into into my hobby tip it's do with others and and what i mean by that is um by doing as a group or um painting together or something like that you're holding yourself more accountable um, I think the hardest thing about motivation in a hobby is like if you're doing it for yourself, that's great, and that's like look if you can if you can do that um, effortlessly, and I think some people can, and that's kudos, more power to you. Um, but if it's not your job, and it's sometimes something that um, can sometimes feel like a little bit of work, so um, getting down those next layers of paint if you if you're stuck in a bit of a log jam and stuff like that. Won't feel so bad if you're if you're doing it with a mate. Um, <laughs> if he's painting and going through the same stuff that you are, or um, if you if it is like get, doing, getting into that new new board game that you guys have got together or something like that, and and cracking in, I, I think accountability to yourself uh, and wanting to get it done kind of helps with the grey tide um, with the, all those grey models that you might end up stacking in a hobby room. Not quite unlike mine. Um, Little mine. So learn from someone who's fallen down the grey well. Um, gents, would you say that's that's probably a good place to start? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I agree. Because I know that um, Jermaine, you are you've been my friend for a long time. Mm -hmm. You were one of my one of my key motivators to to keep going. Um, I know that we like we were regulars on a Saturday um, before we had life commitments. That's it. Um, and that wasn't just, that wasn't necessarily just us hobbying. That was just us hanging out. Um, and and sometimes playing a game. Um, I just uh, I find it a lot easier, and and I'm sure it will be this true for some of the listeners. I find it a lot easier to do things together um, with friends um, and talk shit. And and I honestly, if I was to sell anyone on being a war hub, uh, a tabletop war gamer, is you you a hobbyist second and a shit talker first. All right, yeah. talk the best shit you can, and the hobby will take care of itself. <laughs> it's like, it is. Uh, I, I, I'd say for me, that's 
that's my has always been my key interest um, because the the hobbies will they'll give you so much. Um, Drew, anything you wanna you wanna add? I feel like I've talked enough. No, not really. I I have some things that I would like to add, but I can't because they're like my my hobby tips. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. All right, like, uh, well, no, just just in the last like I three minutes alone. Pearl, don't you go dragging dredging out the sea? What are you, China? Um, yeah, I was just like, oh, I just thought of like really good things for like the next six weeks. I've literally just wrote them all down so I didn't forget. All right, awesome. But but also yeah, as as you guys said, there's another place that's pretty popular in Australia it's called the Combat Company they sell yep. a lot of different brands for brushes and different paints and stuff as well I found uh, not to j- make this way too long but PC Market and there's a whole bunch um, if you are looking again if you're looking to get started in the hobby there are plenty of places you can buy from um, and a lot of them even if you want GW stuff a lot of them give you a discount as well and free shipping over a certain amount so win 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 I don't know uh, there is no the only loss is that you more, you won't get it release day and if that matters that much to you I guess you can you can buy it for more um, I don't I don't I think that's mattered to me less and less <laughs> as I've gotten older is is getting on the absolute day of release um, kind of just one of those things I'll get around to it mm-hmm. um, so uh, fortnight ahead um, I'll I'm actually I keep looking at like so I've as I've said on earlier episodes I, I cleaned up my old room it looks like a workable space I need to I need to now use said space I've been, been a little lazy but also a little bit like it's cold and flu se- a season here for our listeners um, down where we live in old South Australia um, it is it is you may again you may hear it in my voice um, it is it's it's a harder time to get a lot of hobby done because I need my brain and I don't want to when I'm focusing the last thing I want to be also focusing on is my sinuses um, so I will endeavor to, to actually slap some paint on some things um, I've got I've been over the last couple of weeks I've been I've been reading a lot in the Horace Heresy rule book um, and I'm closing in on my points on what I'd actually like to build for like that reintroduction army um, so that's what I'll be I'll start working on over the next couple of weeks and hopefully have them all be all, um, all built and start slapping some paint on those bad boys um, Drew you planning on doing anything in the next couple of weeks oh, look I told myself that eventually I would paint some Alpha Legion you okay. s- look slowly have converted me a little bit again to the old Raven Guard, but I'm telling we'll you, see. the Raven Guard is where you belong. If, we'll, like, we'll see. Dear listeners, if you ever learn anything about Drew through this show, it will be that at his core, he's a Raven Guard fan. Whether or not he <laughs> to accept it, he, that's who he is. Also like elves. Yeah, yeah, but also... He also, also likes people with pointy ears. Okay. I like men with moustaches. There's no shame here. I like now, now that I've actually... <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I, I plan to actually try and paint a little bit of my Easterlings because like, I have nice. Love it. probably eight or 900 points actually painted. Mm-hmm. And now with the new stuff, you know, even more. Yeah. I would like to paint the Bushido Samurai model that I've got. It looks cool. 
And my friend, as I mentioned earlier, is telling me the Batman miniature set, like first or second edition, real cheap. So I, you know, venturing away, like dipping my toe into other stuff that isn't Games Workshop stuff, and I'm really excited to, you know. I'm also for the listeners, if you look at me, started different. in the Batman. I'm not sure if it still is the case, but I know the last edition rulebook was free. Um, oh, okay, so I didn't even know that. So it was. I was just um, looking at models. It was super was like, simple cool. to get started, as well. Um, so. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, Jermaine, um, anything you're looking to do hobby-wise? Maybe reading a book or... Yeah, no, I've actually going to purchase the Cast of Bunk Carstein trilogy from 2017 that I never got around Whoa. to. Um, you know, looking at it up, a, you know, looking at it you look at it... That's a ripping read. The, the missus has a Kindle. I'm starting to slowly uh, commandeer it, as it were. Um filling it up with uh, comic books and uh, also managed to pull out my Sanguinius book <laughs> that I bought a fortnight ago that I've finally reading through. But um, mm-hmm. now that I've seen the Van Eyck Carstein trilogy, twenty four ninety nine, but that is not bad at all for a tr- trilogy of books. That's very fair. Yeah. I, um, yeah, law books, they, um, they get my, my hobby juices flowing, so... They, um, I'm sure you'll feel the same. You may even pull out some skeletons and chuck another wash on them. Oh, I'm not lying. You'd have to sort out your hobby room. Uh, dude, right now I'm currently staring at my Tomb Kings that are all the chariots with skeletal horses that are all sitting there primed in, yeah. in white. How good. But um, I might have to make a look on the old Amazon machine for some... Uh, Paints to maybe start again. Contrast, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you, uh, it starts slow, but as we covered in, I think it was episode one, there are some really nice ones you can get really simple effects of, um, especially for skelly. Yeah. Um, li- yeah. Cloth skeleton horde. An airbrush, um, so we could potentially one weekend we could knock we could knock out skellies in like an afternoon. Yeah, Drew. I was just coughing at skeleton horde contrast. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Dude, it works. And like, you know the great thing about skeletons, Drew, is you want them all to look the same anyways. Yeah. Yeah, unlike my zombies I used to put together. Oh, those... I didn't mind those zombies, dude. When you had them clawing out of the ground on your bases, that was like a true start to conversion. Yeah. Is there any cranberries around, or...? No, 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 they weren't. There's cranberries. Zombies. <laughs> oh, no. It's all in my head, Drew. In my head. Uh, Jesus. Nice. That, that's another win for me. You're welcome, uh, viewers, listeners. No, friends I'm sorry. What was that song before, Drew, that was getting stuck in your head? With arms wide open. <laughs> I was trying to slip it in earlier and I couldn't I couldn't find a good segue, but I tried. Uh, that's fair. Don't worry, I accept you with arms wide open. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Uh, excellent. All right, lads. <laughs> that sounds like a, a, a good finish. So we'll, um, I'll I'll let the uh, listeners know in a second about how they can contact us. But thank you for sticking around for another episode if you made it this far. And uh, we'll catch you next time. If you want more hobby content or keen to reach out for your thoughts, comments or segments you'd like us to cover in future, check us out on Facebook, Twitter or Insta at Rolling With Ones. You can also contact us via email at rollingwithones at gmail.com. That, that's rollingwithones, and the one in that is a number, 
S at gmail.com. From Andrew, Jermaine, and myself, bye for now.